Hi, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the February 18th episode of my podcast, Catechism with Father Neil. So today we're looking at numbers 328 to 336 of the Catechism. 1. The Angels. The Existence of Angels, a Truth of Faith. Paragraph 328. The Existence of the Spiritual, Non-Corporeal Beings that sacred scripture usually calls angels, is a truth of faith. The witness of scripture is as clear as the unanimity of tradition. Who are they? Number 329. St. Augustine says, Angel is the name of their office, not of their nature. If you seek the name of their nature, it is spirit. If you seek the name of their office, It is angel. From what they are, spirit, is what they do, angel. With their whole beings, the angels are are servants and messengers of God. Because they always behold the face of my Father who is in heaven, they are the mighty ones who do his word, hearkening to the voice of his word. 3.30 As purely spiritual creatures... Angels have intelligence and will. They are personal and immortal creatures, surpassing in perfection all visible creatures as the splendour of their glory bears witness. Christ with all his angels. 331. Christ is the centre of the angelic world. They are his angels. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, they belong to him because they were created through and for him. For in him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. They belong to him still more, because he has made them messengers of his saving plan. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to serve? For the sake of those who are to obtain salvation. 3.3.2 Angels have been present since creation and throughout the history of salvation, announcing this salvation from afar or near, and serving the accomplishment of the divine plan, they closed the earthly paradise, protected Lot, saved Hagar and her child, stayed Abraham's hand, communicated the law by their ministry, led the people of God, announced births and callings, and assisted the prophets, just to cite a few examples. Finally, the angel Gabriel announced the birth of the precursor, that is, of Christ Jesus himself. 333. From the Incarnation to the Ascension, the life of the Word incarnate is surrounded by the adoration and service of angels. When God brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all the angels worship him. Their song of praise at the birth of Christ has not ceased resounding in the church's praise. Glory to God in the highest. They protect Jesus in his infancy, serve him in the desert, strengthen him in his agony in the garden. When he could have been saved by them from the hands of his enemies, as Israel had been. Again, it is angels who evangelize, 
by proclaiming the good news of Christ's incarnation and resurrection. They will be present at Christ's return, which they will announce to serve at his judgments. The Angels in the Life of the Church Paragraph 334 In the meantime, the whole life of the Church benefits from the mysterious and powerful help of angels. 335 In her liturgy, the Church joins with the angels to adore the thrice holy God. She invokes their assistance in the funeral liturgies in Paradisum de Duca Te Angeli. May the angels lead you into paradise. Moreover, in the cherubic hymn of the Byzantine liturgy, she celebrates the memory of certain angels more particularly, St. Michael, St. Gabriel, St. Raphael and the guardian angels. Paragraph 336. From its beginning until death, human life is surrounded by their watchful care and intercession. Beside each believer stands an angel, as protector and shepherd, leading him to life. Already here on earth, the Christian shares by faith in the blessed company of angels and men united in God. Very good, we have this section now on the angels. The angels are an important part of, uh, of the Christian faith. That's this very beginning where we started, number 328. It talks about it being a truth of faith. I think this was because the catechism, they saw the need in the when they were drafting this catechism to underline this because unfortunately some theologians um, in their pride, I suppose, thought that angels were somehow or other uh, optional, that they were somehow or other a fairy tale. And so therefore some even important theologians used to say that the angels are kind of like optional. So the um, the church had to insist then saying no the angel belief in the angels is not optional this divine reality the spiritual reality that surrounds us the spiritual reality that's there that yes we can't understand but nonetheless we can't see it but nonetheless is extremely important that we are accompanied by the angels and these angels play a very important part in the Bible. It gave many examples. You can look at the footnotes of the Catechism to see the different examples in the scripture of the angels, how the angels worked, especially in the Old Testament, and then how the angels accompany Christ. From St. Gabriel, that uh, the archangel that announces his birth, uh, the archangel Michael also in, Re in Revelation, in the Apocalypse, the last book of the Bible, we have the beautiful story of Michael protecting the pregnant woman, and this uh, idea of Michael protecting, protecting us from evil is very important. And again, it's something that we're invited to believe in and to believe in their help. That, okay, it's not about seeing them, but to know that they're there to help us. That beside every believer stands an angel as protector and shepherd leading them to life. That God has given us a guardian angel. Maybe when you were a child you were taught a prayer to your guardian angel that unfortunately as adults we forget about. But it's good to begin to remember again our guardian angel and to see that God has given us plenty of help. That life can be difficult, life can be hard, but nonetheless we always have the help of the Lord. And then just to comment at the end about the edition of the Catechism. Some of you might be using the first edition of the Catechism. And the original edition of the Catechism, as I said at the very beginning, they had this trick, kind of, when they released the Catechism. 
The first thing they released was the French translation, which actually was not was the language they'd written it in, but they didn't uh, introduce the Latin original for a few years to allow them to see if there were any small uh, infelicities, any small um, things that they had to correct. And in this section 335 and 336, you can see if you ha that you have if you have the older version, the original version, and not the corrected version that came out a couple of years later. And this uh, two corrections that they made here was in 336, it says, from its beginning until death, human life is surrounded by their watchful care. Whereas in the, the, the original, original edition, it said from infancy until death. And this is just to underline that not just from infancy, but even when we're in our mother's womb, that we have a guardian angel. And the other one is a bit more uh, uh, obscure, but in 335, the original edition mentioned the Roman canon. This is the first Eucharistic prayer that asks to send an angel to bring our offering to the altar in heaven. And this was changed because in reality, we think that also the title angel was a title that they used to give to Christ in some very ancient uh, Christian prayers. And because the Roman canon, this Eucharistic prayer one, the Eucharistic prayer that has the list of all the saints in it is one of the oldest prayers that we have. It is a very, very ancient prayer. We think that this section where it talks about the angel of God might be in reference to Christ because I don't think the Catechism said it, but the word angel itself, angelos, is the Greek for someone who is sent. Somebody is sent. This is an angel is somebody who has this mission, who is sent. This is what Augustine was talking about. And this is the, the word angel. And he says their nature is different. Their nature is spirit. Which, by the way, is the reason that we can we need to underline that people are one thing, angels are the other. So no matter how good you think you are, no matter how fantastic you believe you are, you aren't an angel. And you're not going to become an angel. Sometimes people think that after they die, people are like angels. No. After we die, we could become saints if we go to heaven. And this, uh, many times people even talk about babies or children who die as being angels. Poetically, sure. Poetically, they can be like angels. Poetically, somebody can be watching over as, but these children also are saints. They're not angels. Because the angels are created as angels. People are created as people that, yes, have a spirit, but still are people that have a physical and a spiritual dimension. And so that's just to say that there is a difference between people and angels. And in any case, tomorrow we're going to continue with numbers 337 to 349. 337 to 349. God bless.